When did you last go into an actual physical bank branch? And what was the reason? See, I think it was the time I bought a motorcycle. It would have been maybe four years ago and I had to get a cut, a check cut, something a bit old-fashioned that the buyer was insisting on. But was it something that, you, you know, you couldn't possibly do over the phone online or, or at an ATM? I mean, ATMs these days can kind of do almost everything apart from haggle on your interest rate. Perhaps it was simply that you prefer that face-to-face service. Well, here's the thing. Going down uh, the road to the local bank branch isn't obviously a choice for many of you anymore. Even an ATM is kind of hard to come by these days. And over the past five years, the number of bricks and mortar banks has dropped 30% and the number of ATMs has more than halved. This has fired you up on the text line. Appreciate your feedback. 0418 Hi, Andy. As a small business owner, bank shop fronts are essential for my business. Uh, this one too. Yes, local bank branches are so important. They're a community resource. I am uh, fortunate to still have mine in Bathurst, New South Wales, so I make a point of using it regularly. People matter. People's jobs matter. Human interaction matters. Well, Anna Bly is the Chief Executive Officer of the Australian Banking Association. Welcome to you, Anna. When did you last actually go into a bank as a customer? Uh, well, interestingly, Andy, it was for the same reason as you did, only mine was um, in January this year. <laughs> it was to get a bank check for a very large, for a larger than normal purchase. Um, but before that, I can honestly say it was probably five years ago uh, and that my behaviour and yours mirrors um, an escalating trend right across the country. The, so how many? We are in the middle of a revolution on how people bank and how they use banking services. How many branches have closed since the pandemic and can you purely blame the pandemic because surely, surely there was a lot of uh, coverage about the closure of branches pre-pandemic? Uh, well, I don't think people, I, I certainly wouldn't, I don't think banks blame the pandemic. What we can see very clearly in the data is um, that a number of trends that were well underway literally for a decade, since about 2010, uh, we sort of, we can see in the data that um, in 2010 or just before 2010, more um, transactions were using cash than um, cards. And that flipped in about 2010 and cards now, card payments, tap and go, digital wallets, all of those payment methods um, considerably outweigh cash. Um, So this trend was happening well and truly. Um, what COVID did was accelerate it. Um, you might recall, you know, merchants didn't want to take cash because we didn't know how the virus was being um, transmitted. And so a lot of people started to bank or pa- make payments differently. And so that meant there were fewer of them going into branches to get cash, um, which might have been something they did more regularly. The main two arguments against branch closures in my mind have always been about people that aren't tech literate, perhaps the elderly, uh, and and also people from regional Australia. Regional towns are particularly affected. Obviously, the bank branch being open is a bit of a tentpole for the local community commerce and activity. Uh, With residents now having to consider driving more than 100 kilometres to their nearest bank, is that acceptable? And what are the banks doing to kind of retrain customers to be able to use some of these services? Mm -hmm. Well, you're right. There are, you know, there are more and more and more of us that are doing our banking online, on the phone, uh, and um, not going into bank branches at all. But that doesn't mean that they're not important, or that people who that there aren't people who really rely on them, or rely on being able to do their banking physically. 
And for that reason, Australia's banks, along with, well, there is a total of 80, just over 80, I think it's 82 financial institutions, including all of our banks, uh, or sorry, including banks, um, that pay Australia Post to conduct banking services on their behalf. So, you know, there are, yes, there are places in Australia that don't have a bank branch and don't have a post office, but they're very, very few and most of them would never have had a bank branch if they didn't have a post office. Uh, and so these are really important community service obligations that banks are meeting. There are, and I'm pleased to, you know, have a chance to make, because I don't think many people know the breadth of services that post offices can provide, including cash floats, they can take deposits, they can, um, you know, pay cash, they can make withdrawals. Uh, and, you know, for many people, um, you know, that is a really important service. And as we go through this massive transition, we've got to make sure that people aren't left behind. And, uh, you know, it seems to me that paying Australia Post to do these services is a very efficient and, and you know, very convenient way of doing it because, you think of most, most towns, the post office isn't that far from where the bank was um, because they're often in the main street. And there is also a, probably a good argument that I haven't thought of before that most elderly Australians are pretty familiar with using a, a post office service in their town should they have one. So the argument that uh, you know some parts of the community are being mis misaligned there may not hold water. If you just tuned in, Anna Bly from the Ch Australian Banking Association, she's the Chief Executive Officer, is here. We're talking about the decline of bricks and mortar bank branches in uh, Australia. Apparently it's about 700 over the last three years. A lot of people on the text line and are defending their bank branches and the use of them. Uh, this one, Lee in Saratoga says, I really care about the bank branch disappearances. They're also removing ATMs and replacing them with private fee charging machines. Uh, are they not making enough money, uh, they say? Uh, they don't care about their elderly or small businesses that uh, can't deposit takings. They don't care about their customers or their public. So why do we bother with the Royal Commission into the banking industry? Uh, Lee says it's shameful. What do you? How do you respond to that one? Well, I can certainly understand that change is hard. Uh, and what what is happening at a massive and unprecedented scale in Australia is that customers are changing their habits. Uh, and they are doing it in droves uh, and, uh, you know, effectively voting with their feet. Um, I don't dispute for one minute that there are many people who want to do their banking physically in bricks and mortars, but overwhelmingly they are a decreasing and a smaller and smaller group in can, our community. Can you and argue? So that's why banks are, are still providing face-to-face -face services by paying Australia Post to do those services on their behalf. Sure. Can, can you argue that the average customer who doesn't use a, a bank branch is effectively paying for it? Well, I'm not sure what you meant by that question, Andy. Well, um, I mean, if, 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 take for example myself, I don't use bank branches yes, much. Yes. <laughs> is the cost of my banking going to be built into that that fee that I have to pay on the, on the account fee, for example? Am I paying for a service that I'm not using? Uh, well, no, what I think you'll find, I mean, bank branches make banks very visible. But in fact, what but your banking service is now, and um, increasingly, uh, we carry our bank branch in our pocket or our handbag in our mobile phones, and keeping that safe, keeping, um, you know, keeping up with scammers, keeping up with hackers, providing you and your banking services with the safest possible protections on your money uh, is an enormous investment every year from um, banks. And so what they do when they when they are closing branches, that's money that then goes into 
um, making sure they're investing in all of the cyber protections that make internet banking possible. So, you know, once upon a time, it was all very visible. You saw the branch, you went in, you saw the cash that was yours. You know, we don't see cash, we don't see our transfers, but it's all happening behind the scenes and all of those systems have to be paid for, maintained, protected and continually invested in. You wouldn't have to pay for cyber security if you had people, though. A teller. Uh, well, mm, not when people are overwhelmingly making their payments and transactions. They're shopping online and they are making their, they're paying their bills um, online. And if people are paying online, banks have an obligation to protect them and keep their money safe and make it work. It's not just cyber security. It's when you pay your water bill, you want to know <laughs> when you did that on your laptop that the money goes to the water utility. Um, on time, as you would expect. So all of those systems, um, that's the normal running of banks now. I mean, one of the, you know, one of the interesting um, facts to me is it illustrates how quickly it's changing is that Australia's banks now employ more data um, analysts, more software engineers, more IT specialists than they do tellers. And that's a reflection of just how high tech um, banking has become as a result of massive innovations that customers actually love. They like being able to do this at home, you know, in their pyjamas. They don't have to go down the street. And that's, you know, that's what banks are responding to, the, the expectations that are rapidly changing in their customer base without well, foregoing that face-to-face -face for those who want it. It's just being done through the post office in those places other, rather than through... Um, a branch. We'll have to leave it there. Anna Bly, the Chief Executive Officer of the Australian Banking Association. Appreciate your time. Great. Thank you. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.